Hey everyone, my name's Frank, and this is the 10th episode of the podcast. Um, for this week's episode, a bunch of different topics have come to mind that I've been thinking of sort of bringing to the table, and I don't know, it's been kind of hard to decide what to do. It's been, I think, two weeks since I recorded the last one, and so... I'm just gonna go with the flow and see what comes through um, instead of trying to like formalize it or organize it too much. I usually like having a plan ahead of time, like sort of knowing not the whole thing, but at least an outline or a structure. But there's just so much going on lately. I feel like I should just show up as I am and like let it all just hang out and everything come through let it all hang out is such a weird term and I apologize for the traffic in the background uh, let's just stick to uh, what I said the first week about it sounding like waves sort of um, because it's Saturday midday, and I live on such a busy street, um, there's really no way to avoid it. So I guess I want to, you know, jump in and start talking um, about some changes that have been going on lately. Uh, not so much about the exact changes that I've been going through, but sort of just the nature of change in general. I've been thinking about it and um, sort of reflecting on how change happens, um, how we anticipate it, how we know it's coming, what it's like when we go through it, and then how we integrate it after. I feel like we either really avoid change at all costs and see it as sort of like a threat to our security and our stability and it can be hard to be as flexible um, and fluid as life demands sometimes. And then sometimes we're really eager for change and really like hungry for a shift in energy or a shift in our routine and it's just so hard to get. Like some of us feel like we're just experiencing roadblocks or we're at an impasse or just stuck and we don't know how to push through. And 
I feel like the trouble with both of those postures towards change is that both of them try to be um, sort of like the controller of the change or the facilitator of the change. Um, you know, the one who creates change. Like, yes, we do have agency, autonomy, um, the ability to choose what we do, and all of that. But to an extent, it does feel like some of the, at least the larger changes that we go through, more so happen to us rather than because of us. And again, that's not to say that we don't make those choices. I feel like sometimes change does come and we resist it as much as possible, sort of like that first uh, like attitude towards change that I was talking about before. But generally speaking, it feels like change more than anything is something that happens on its own. It sort of has its own clock, its own time, its own schedule. It feels like, um, you know, as far as change goes, we're definitely in the passenger seat and need to learn to be comfortable with that with being sort of like driven by it, so to speak, or whatever. And obviously, none of us want to give up that kind of control over our lives. Whether we're resisting change, we're really hungry for it. We uh, never want to lose control, because obviously that's terrifying and feels destabilizing. But when we look around, obviously, most, if not all, of the events in our lives are out of our control. Like, yes, again, we do have decision-making, we do have autonomy, we do have agency. But there's always going to be this sort of events. Um, choices on other people's parts, um, sort of movements, reactions, and actions that happen outside of our control. And focusing our energy on that 99.9% rather than the 1% um, or 0.01% of our control you know, that would be really daunting, so we focus and try to exaggerate that control. I mean, we all do it, literally. Um, I feel like it's like at least the nature of the ego in one way, um, or nature of, I don't know, 
some kind of some part of our humanity um, that lives with some fear I know I definitely do it I've been on both sides of the equation with I'm either really hungry for change or I'm really resistant to it and as I've been learning lately or as I've been reflecting lately I feel like some really big changes are coming into play and I feel like I just woke up one day and some of these decisions were made for me or I woke up and it was sort of like the change had already been made within me and then it was sort of left to my ego or left to my human um, conscious self to enact the things that would facilitate that change but it really wasn't up to me to decide whether or not it was the right thing to do I could feel it in my body like okay this has the higher resonance this is what feels right with me right now but my human ego conscious self is like trying to be practical trying to be grounded you know is fearful wants to be in control is considering everyone else in the situation and all of those things are natural resistances to change and desire for control. But if I'm being honest with myself and just sort of honest about how I'm feeling and how, how I'm feeling wasn't really a conscious choice, but was sort of something I found myself stepping into then what I'm left with is the sort of like follow-up plan sort of setting up and moving through all of the little things that need to be done to enact that change to facilitate facilitate that change and to sort of align myself with where it's taking me And it is kind of a weird feeling because I do sort of like to think of myself as, you know, having responsibility, like personal responsibility, having not necessarily a sense of control, but being at the driver's seat or, you know, really moving myself forward. But it feels like instead of choosing the life that I want or instead of choosing what is right for me I know what is right for me and then I have to choose the things that bring me to that rather than deciding what is right for me it kind of um, sort of shifts how we how we sort of see ourselves and who we are and what's right for us and what isn't, what our values are and what aren't, you know, who we are and who we are not. It feels so much like we choose who to be, and I think to an extent, like we do, and we can sort of um, decide who we want to be. 
but there are parts of ourselves that we don't choose and that um, are parts that we sort of like accept or integrate or sort of like fold into the larger picture rather than things we actively choose. Like what we want, what is right for us, what doesn't work for us. All of those things feel very um, neutral and indifferent to the interests of our ego or our conscious human self. Like what we know is right for us and what we know we align with and what we know what we need to do. That, that part of us that you know we don't choose but we sort of realize within ourselves is completely it feels like indifferent to our our outside lives because a lot of the time those decisions don't align with our world and then we have to make those hard choices to um, facilitate that change within us and to sort of step into what is becoming right for us or what's right for us now but if we're making choices with our you know human conscious mind we're not making those choices neutrally. We're making those choices based on our ego um, and all of its sort of like interests, whether they're um, self-interests or those of others, which in a way are self-interests. And it's just like, like I was saying before, it's just a shift in how I see myself um, it's more like there's some part of me that is outside of my control that's sort of growing on its own time that's changing on its own time that is sort of indifferent to my human conscious self and to my ego and to the part of me that makes those kinds of conscious decisions. I guess we would call this like, I don't know, soul or maybe higher self or core self or, you know, true self, I'm not sure. And then there is the thing that um, mediates that core self with the rest of the world that's sort of like in between where those conscious egoic choices get made. Not egoic like big-headed, but egoic like human conscious, like our mind. And it's so easy to get wrapped up and think that the intermediary is the whole thing, that the in-between is the whole thing, when really there's this sort of like core being that is beyond our control and beyond our reach and which we can only um, be guided by if we choose to I feel like when you know, when we're making choices with that human conscious egoic mind, right? 
and we are working on behalf of our own interests or that of others. Um, and we're not making those decisions from a neutral sort of like indifferent objective place, but our emotions are involved. You know, our um, guilt is involved, our um, desire is involved, our all those things, right? That sort of make up one decision. I feel like we tend to narrate those changes in ways that either make them more palatable or make them sort of like more tolerable, like, and that's just our way of making meaning. Like there's nothing wrong with it, of course, like, but I guess what I'm trying to say is the change itself is not what is the big task at hand but it's sort of overcoming all the resistances that we have to that change that make it such a big heroic feat to overcome. Like we narrativize it in this way where it's like, oh, you know, like I'm making this big change and I'm really taking control of my life and like this is a huge shift for me and like it's such a transformation and like all the ways that we sort of like hype it, right? And again, that's normal and natural and okay and not criticizing that at all. I guess what I'm saying is that it wouldn't be as much of a heroic feat if we didn't create our own resistances first. And that what we're overcoming is really not how difficult it is um, to go through the change, but to um, make it happen, if that makes sense. Like the change happens on its own internally. The core self knows and oper and you know operates the machine, so to speak, and guides and directs, and then we follow. but it's overcoming the resistances that becomes the challenge. And the way we, you know, create a narrative around it usually tends to be in terms of some kind of self-mythology or something. But actually, the change is sort of very again, like mundane or indifferent or neutral, it's not, it's not as much of a larger transformation. At least it's just what it feels like. Because it feels to me just like evolution, change, forward movement. That's all just like an energy that's moving on its own, whether you're on the train or not. You know, it's happening every day, all the time, in every, in every situation. So it's, you know, nothing special about ours necessarily. But what feels special to us is the unique ways that we resist it and then overcome it. And so much, I feel like, of those obstacles come from within and come from our own 
opposition to change. And again, I'm not sort of like critiquing the mythologizing. I've written so many, you know, whatever poems about shifts like this and narrativizing them in ways that give them a sense of personal meaning that helps me integrate them and facilitate that change and step into that new cycle or that new um, stage in life. But even just that thought, like this stage in life, you know, I feel like those are all just sort of like visualizations and constructions that help us make sense of it when actually the change is just not necessarily stages or, I don't know, lines in the sand, but just sort of like one coherent, consistent, forward movement, fluid, like wheel spinning, um, that does create change, but sort of has just one uh, movement forward. There's something, um, I guess, like consistent about it that's hard to recognize for us because we're going through what feels like changes. But actually, it's just sort of like... One, like, one hum, if you sort of step back to from it, like, just like one wheel spinning. And it's cool in a way because we don't have to take on that pressure of changing our lives all the time. Like, I've known friends or I myself have been in the situation where like like years ago when I was like applying for jobs and I was like oh I really want a change like now like I couldn't wait to get out of um, this office job I was in forever ago and um, was you know constantly resisting it but the change that would come that would get me out of there was sort of on its own time like when I look back, I can see it's not something I could have made happen, but was just something that was just coming on its own in time and sort of learning to trust the process instead of controlling it and to just sort of flow with it and be open to it rather than um, try to anticipate it or try to determine from the present what it's going to end up looking like. Because we really, we like, there's, I've talked about this before, but there's just always going to be more that we don't know. And therefore, um, so much of an unknown to trust. So it's sort of like getting used to that trust and connecting more and more to that core self that makes those changes on its own time when the time is ready rather than try to live from that in-between mediator, conscious ego, sort of like boundary line that tries to imagine itself as the change creator rather than like the change facilitator, if that makes sense. I don't know. It's just kind of a trip, I guess, because
it feels almost disassociated. You know, it's like what you think disassociation would feel like. Like, oh, I didn't make this choice myself. Oh, this this choice was made for me. Or like, oh, this situation presented itself on its own time. I'm just sort of stepping into it. It feels like you're looking at yourself from outside yourself. But actually, it's more aligned and more integrated and more connected to the true self than anything else. And I think that's because it implies a level of acceptance and uh, surrender to the changes that happen on their own time, to the core self and its natural evolution. And of course to time, um, which is another force that's out of our control and um, something that happens with or without us. So anyways, thanks for listening and have a good weekend.